Hey. Hey, how we doing? Oh, hey. hello, hello. Hey, guys, this is Evan Layton with H-Town Happy Hour. Derek Diaz, love you. H-Town Happy Hour, number one podcast in the world. In the world, bro, bro, let them know. And we have our very special guest for you today. We have... Hi, my name is Ashley Gillespie. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Hi. Ashley. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad you were able to make it out. Make it out. And uh, the very first shooting in the new office also. New setting, very new, new environment. New everything over here. What do you think about it, Evan? I think it's it's uh, up to par. Mm -hmm. I think it's up to par. And I'm glad you have, we have you here to uh, you. season excited. the skillet. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Season. I like that. Yeah, to like season that. the skillet over uh, here. Changes. A little difficult at times, but it's always good. It's always good. It's For always sure. good. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about you, Ashley Gillespie, right? Yes. So and uh, now I know that you have some. You you have a a group where you help. Uh, children. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. yeah, so I'm the founder and president of the Children's Oasis Foundation, and we are a 501 nonprofit where we service kids with autism and their families. We help support them. And we also have a school called the Oasis Academy where we educate them, provide therapy, and just prepare them for life outside of school. That's awesome. incredible. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, so, so like how long... Does it go? What sort of things do you do you work with them on? I mean, is it different from a standardized type of education? Like, what sort of differences are there? It's a super small setting, mm -hmm. and really, with the kids that we work, they are a little bit more challenged yeah. in the areas of communication mm -hmm. and social skills. So we work with them a lot on just learning how to be with other kids in a classroom. And we do academics. It's super important for them to learn how to read and to comprehend and do math. But it's mm -hmm. more foundational, yeah, um, real functional for them. Gotcha. But we okay. do a lot of therapy, working with them on developing higher level skills with yeah. thinking, awesome. problem solving in the so social about, settings. Yeah, social interactions and everything too, mm -hmm. huh? Yeah. What, what, what kind of age range your kids are you working with? Um, our youngest is three, and uh, we would go all the way up to 21. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's our oldest awesome. right now is 16, so we haven't had anybody graduate yet. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Uh, I bet it's it's very fulfilling work. Oh yeah, it's it's so much fun. I love my job. Yeah. I just you know it's really fulfilling and fun and just. Um, I'm always laughing. Yeah. You know, there's hey. so many stories. Like, it's hey. just a lot of fun. I always know? say, like, a life without laughter would be a terrible life to live. Oh, yeah. Laughter's key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I mean, also just to kind of see the, how, how that world uh, is. And it's like, you got to accept them all. Like, I saw, the, I saw this episode of, it was like, you know, how you're watching videos on animals on Facebook and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it was this dog that was, like, wiggling all over the place. And I was like, you just got to laugh because he's having a good time. Mm. And it's just like, that's just their way of. My, my buddy had a dog that had that, that disease where they're just constantly like. Yeah. Yeah. But the dog was amazing. Incredible. Good just, dog. It, it, it just, didn't lack any, you know, dog abilities of yeah. love and appreciation, just like I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's with. all about the relationship and the connection that you can have with the kids. Mm -hmm. And you really don't need words to have a connection with them and to be wow. able to share love. Yeah. And that is what fills my heart with so much joy. Oh, you know? And then being able to help also parents have wow. that experience. Because I think a lot of time for parents, they don't. They, they, when they have, when they're pregnant or they're, they're going to have a baby, you know, they expect their child to be a certain way. They expect to be perfect. Right. And then when it comes out and there's more differences, mm -hmm. they don't have the experience or the knowledge to know how they can use right. a relationship. They're not prepared for it. Sure. So, they are scared. Yeah. So a lot of your work is helping parents also deal with this. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a lot about empowering parents really to yeah. overcome their own internal obstacles mm -hmm. with having a child that's different. And using therapy and strategies yeah. and just 
really helping them build a better relationship. Plus, I, I imagine the things these 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 children are learning from about school settings and interactions and, and all that they they can it, it benefits them at home as well, like them, not just the parents, which in turn benefits the parents. But sure, because with kids like this, you know, they have a lot of stress. We all have stress. Yeah. But with kids with autism and with other neurological conditions, they don't necessarily know how to handle the stress, stress that they management, have yeah. and how that affects their emotional needs. And so we work with them a lot on de-stressing. It's really interesting. There's a lot of science behind it. Um, yeah. But teaching parents also how to recognize the stress and how to get them to be calm and to yeah. help them be peaceful. Because really, if they can just <clears throat> live peacefully and happy, I mean, what a fulfilled life. Yeah, So, Absolutely. So let me ask you, are there some... Is there like any sort of like spectrum? I was about to ask the same question. Really? What what kind of spectrum of it is? Yeah. And are there other different kind of things that fall under the autism spectrum? And also like, do you cater it differently to people who are like, oh, that's a very serious case versus, you know what? We're just going to change a few things around the atmosphere in the home for Johnny right here should help out with X, Y, and Z. And then you're like, well, is that is that a thing? It is. I mean, with autism, there is a spectrum. Yeah. And so if a child gets diagnosed today, they have like levels is what mm-hmm. they call them. And they'll level them off. And it used to be when I was in college, you know, it would be a severe autistic case. But they don't really say that anymore. It's more about levels. Yeah. For me, I don't really care any much so much about a diagnosis or about a level it's more about the child what yeah. what kind of skills do they need what kind of support mm-hmm. do they need and what can we do to provide the support for them right. with the kids I work with I work with kids that are very communicative and have a yeah. lot of language um, but they have a lot of stress yeah and they need a lot of help with social emotional skills mm-hmm. and then I'll work with a kid that is still developing language and might not be able to say any words at this time so, it, so part really, of the stress probably comes from not being able to articulate exactly how they feel. Well, do you have stress? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all have stress, right? Yeah, right? Exactly. So yes, that is a. I think that is a huge piece of them not being able to communicate. But it's also you have to take in consideration their differences, like mm-hmm. what's going on with their body, mm-hmm. their sensory system. We all have a sensory system, right? Right. So uh, we have to figure out what's going on with them in that way and then being able to use strategies to help them calm mm-hmm. in that way and help them get what their body is seeking or what their body is avoiding to yeah. help them in that way. How long have you had this, the Oasis? Oasis? Children Oasis. It started, the, the nonprofit, I started it in 2016 and the school we opened in 2018. How? Why? I have a cousin that is very severely autistic uh-huh. and I grew up watching her... Um, I remember being a young kid, just seeing her like, twiddle little leaves in the yard, and she would make no funny noises, and she would even pull our hair, you know, but she couldn't communicate. And I was always really intrigued by her, just yeah. wondering, like, why is she walking around out there? What is she doing? What's she thinking? What's yeah, 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 and I remember, yeah. like, asking my parents questions, like, you know, what, what, why is she like this? And I remember one time I asked my mom, like, why, why is Haley hitting herself? Why is she hitting herself? And my mom was like, oh, she's in pain. I'm like, well, can we give her Tylenol? You know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand. That was that's sure. an innocent solution. Yeah, like, too. can we give her some Tylenol? How like, can we oh, help? that's not going to help her. And I just didn't understand, you know? And I can just remember just always love, like always love to be around her and always mm-hmm. love to go to her house mm-hmm. and just experience her world in that way. Yeah. And I remember I was like nine or 10 years old and I was driving. Did you feel the unconditional love back from her too? Oh yeah. I mean, like, she knew who, she knows who I am. Even now I go yeah. and I'm like playing with her. She knows, she knows who I am. But I can remember being like nine or 10 and I asked my grandma, I said, grandma, 
what, you know, I don't understand why they live the way they live or why do they need help? I, I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And she looked, she started to cry and she looked at me and she said, you don't know what it's like. Yeah. And it was like in that instant, my heart just broke, you mm-hmm. know? And ever since then, I've always wanted to work with, with kids like yeah. this to just That's be beautiful. able to, I saw what happened with their family and the lack of resources for her and for her entire family. And yeah. I just wanted to do something about it. Yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, growing up, I, my, one of my, one of my best friends, I grew up with, like childhood friends. He had a cousin that uh, uh, was autistic and also had uh, Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, like, it, 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 it struck me when you said you loved being around him. Because I loved being around mm-hmm. him. He was just, and then Evan kind of, it was crazy how you said that. And then he said about unconditional love, like, the dude just loved like yeah. he and I would love to be around him because he would always like gravitate towards me and he'd want to wrestle me and, <laughs> and just play with us. And he was actually I think, you know, this is around 13, 14. He was probably like 17, 18. So a little older than us. Mm-hmm. But he just loved to be around us and hang out with us and play with us and just laugh. It's it, it, it beautiful. It's pure. Like, I loved him. Yeah, it's, it's pure. It's pure. Oh, yeah. it's pure. Yeah. It really is. And I think as humans, we all want to feel connected and we yeah. all want to feel loved. And with a child that's different, it's so hard for people to know how to connect with them mm-hmm. and know how to develop that relationship because it's it's the fear of the unknown. Right. They don't know how to handle it's, the the different it's, behavior. It's almost like they have to double down on the love. Yeah. You have to love extra mm-hmm. hard because this person and that that's you know with uh, they have a rock that they kind of lean on, mm-hmm. and so somebody has to be that rock. So it's like you can't be a half-ass parent. Yeah. In a scenario like that, yeah. you know, you got to be all the way in. Yeah. Plus, you know, kids can be mean. Mm-hmm. And so other kids, they it, it, there's a whole nother level. Not only is, 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 is someone with these differences dealing with their own internal issues, there's all the issues. We all just want to be accepted. We mm-hmm. all just want to be loved, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so that adds a whole nother layer of complexity is kids can be little shits yeah and so if they see something different they point it out mm-hmm. and it may not even mean it in a mean way mm-hmm. you know what I mean? a perfect example and it's just like off, out in left field but perfect example mm-hmm. we had an easter bunny just this last, last easter at a uh, uh on top of roof of post houston post houston um best place in houston y'all gotta <laughs> check it out but uh we had Easter Bunny there, and on we had a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Long story short, we lost one of the gloves Saturday, and so the bunny, we lost one of the gloves. So the bunny couldn't have any gloves on Sunday, actual Easter <laughs> Sunday. So he didn't have gloves on. Full bunny suit, no gloves. And he happened to be he happened to be African American guy that day. Only day that it was an African American. No gloves. The first <laughs> That's group good. of kids that came up to sit in his lap They're gonna and take pictures. Mommy, mommy, the Easter Bunny's black. <laughs> <laughs> he just laughed. He, he took it like a champ, huh? Yeah, he laughed. Cool. But kids cool. are honest and they, 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 they react to difference is why I And say they'll that. point it out. Right. They point out differences and, you know, pointing out different things, especially when a child has like, if they're experiencing behavior or they're doing something that's sensory, you know, mm-hmm. flapping their hands or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, they're going to point that out. And I think for a child that's different to be able to learn strategies to calm themselves in those kinds of situations yeah. and how they can just be accepting of who they are and their individual self is just so important. Well, and cause also, cause I mean, how can you expect people to just sit? Like, I mean, that's why in regular schools, it's like people fidget and stuff like that. It's like, you have pent up energy. You're sitting down for eight hours a day. If I, if I start, 
I mean, this guy fidgets if he sits somewhere for five minutes. I can't so. watch it. I can't watch television. I can't watch movies. I'm just like, hey, what the hell else is happening? You know what I mean? I gotta go. <laughs> you know? But, uh, well, I mean, that's just courtesy of the ADHD. Yeah, you know, it sounds like you have a regulation problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, F y'all, I don't need your psychobabble right now, okay, man? <laughs> uh, we're interviewing you, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm asking the questions around here, man, all right? <laughs> uh, when did you know you had something? All right. <laughs> can, can, can you dive in a little, talk to us about the road, about, about starting the foundation first, and back in 2016, you said? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about, I, we get, you, you kind of explain why you did it and stuff. Tell us a little bit about how, like what were the... Yeah, so I went to college to become a speech therapist. So I did that. And when I graduated, I got a job working in public school as a speech therapist. And I thought, you know, I was going to cure the world and everyone was going to be so wonderful <laughs> and you know, it was going to be all great. And working in public school is really hard I believe it. Um, because you really can't provide the service that you really want to for the kids. Yeah. So um, I kind of went on a journey to uh, you know I went and worked in home health and learned a little about the, learned a little bit about business and yeah. how to run a business in that way and then working in a home setting so I got a little experience from that but it was always on my heart to start a school always yeah. what yeah. I wanted to do was have a school I didn't really know like what I was going to do with this school and what kind of therapy or what kind of curriculum I had no idea yeah. you know there you go. that is the journey yes really, yes is figuring it all out and so Finally, I just, I kept talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And finally my husband was like, you know what? Just do it. Just, mm-hmm. d- just start mm-hmm. a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had a friend by chance and, um, he offered to pay for it, to pay for wow. the IRS and to pay for a yeah. lawyer to put all the papers together. Yeah, filing all that. And, um, so that was my first step. Uh-huh. So, you know, I got that done and after Get your paperwork in order. Yeah. yeah and I, so okay. I started doing some advocating and just getting my name out there. Yeah, like, hey, there's absolutely. this chick and she wants to start a school. Okay? <laughs> we don't uh, know what school yet. We don't really know anything about it, but <laughs> we're gonna start a school. But, and but, she's passionate, so she's probably gonna start a school, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I started meeting people and parents and um for me it's the vision that I have. I mm. think that people really, really like and they mm. wanna hear about. And so people did start to believe in me, yeah. you know, because you know why? Because you were probably able to paint that vision. Yeah, them. I see a long term vision. Well, and also, I mean, this has been on your heart for a long time. You sure. said from it from the jump from a young age, you were like, yeah. this is something that I've been wanting to do. I've you were wondering and you want you were like searching for wisdom yeah. on how to help that so i mean yeah. whenever you took a leap of faith it was always kind of like okay now it's actually yeah happening yeah. step two here now yeah. you're meeting with people now you're getting a, a, a curriculum together now mm-hmm. you're getting so i found a church a church reached out to me and said hey we, went, we heard you want to open a school and we they had just went through harvey mm-hmm. and they had like literally 30 rooms wow. um and they said hey but you can use them yeah and but you ha- but bad news is you have to clean them all out and paint them because they hadn't been used since like the 70s uh-huh. and so I remember I spent the summer just gutting that place. Awesome. And awesome. just In up the there. Trenches. Oh my gosh, yeah. Every day up there, painting, throwing yeah. stuff away, cleaning things out, getting volunteers to help, mm-hmm. you know, going on Facebook Live saying, Hey, I'm making a school for kids with autism. <laughs> help us out. Yeah. And um, I just, well, I'd never would take that for granted, you mm-hmm. know, just knowing, like, I'm not really knowing, I don't know what I'm doing yet. You're putting but, in the work and you're learning, though. Yeah, but I'm starting, I'm going to yeah. start a school. You know what? I was listening to, uh, something that it was Drake talking 
And he spoke kind of about that. You know, they were like, how did you get to where you were? How'd you get there? And he was like, you know, I don't know. I just kind of kept stumbling, falling forward until I got here. Yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't have the plan. I didn't have the path. I just kind of kept falling forward until... Yeah, and she 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 kind of touched on that too, man. It's the journey. Right. It it's is. about the journey. And it's about making mistakes. I've made yeah. so many mistakes. Absolutely. That's a very oh common gosh. thread I've in a lot so of many mistakes. Mm-hmm. A lot a common thread in a lot of the people we talk mm-hmm. to and a lot of the business owners, entrepreneurs, and just successful people in general is is like they just fail forward. Like yeah. make lots of mistakes, but don't let them make be mistakes. Let them be lessons. Yes, right? exactly. You know Always have I mean? to learn. Yeah, learn from it, and then grow. it's not a mistake. Mm-hmm. It's just a lesson yeah. learned. For me, I love to grow. I love to learn new things. Same. And Same. so when I made a mistake, okay, what can I do differently? How can I change this? And how can I, you know, how can I keep going? And I remember when I started that school, I, you know. I'd worked with kids with autism. Mm-hmm. It's what I like specialized in in college. I loved it, right. you know, yeah. but you, you have all these different kids and they've all these yeah. different differences and so needs. situational. It really is. And so you're like, what can I do? How can I help them? What is going to, what is going to be the best approach to yeah. be able to help these kids for what I believe and what's in my heart. Yeah. What sort of like major struggles happened as you were forming this in the school? What sort of like uh, issues were you having? Did you have any that you oh, can remember gosh, of? Oh, I've had so many issues. Yeah. <laughs> I've had Tell so us some of them. many yeah. issues. What are some of the biggest obstacles you had to overcome? I think for me, the, the, I think the biggest obstacle is following my heart and what's true to my heart. Wow. And not necessarily taking the advice of somebody because they have more experience than me right. and they think that they know what Oasis should right. be. It's really about following the vision that I have yeah. and taking that leap of faith, that's those Ooh. steps to keep going towards what mm-hmm. I see and what I see. Now, at the same time, listening to them and sure. hearing their thoughts and sure. trying to understand what they're thinking. Sure. But at all times, you're on your path. Yes. And I'm going to go my journey. I remember in the early days, so with autism, there's a, kids have a lot of behaviors. And I remember, there, so there's something called applied behavior analysis. And it's like a behavior therapy where you teach kids compliance. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of parents and people that worked for me there. We, we need to do ABA here. This is what we need to do. We need to do this behavior approach here. And it just wasn't on my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always felt like it just doesn't fit who I am. I'm more nurturing. You just felt like there was something off about yeah. it from how you approach. Sure. sure. I just felt like it wasn't nurturing. And I remember I lost a lot of people, a lot of parents and a lot of staff because they believed in that approach. I just didn't believe it. And it had to be true to what I thought was right for the kids that I was working and I bet with. That's hard. You pee, 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 see people walking away because this the uh, the same thing. But Very hard. It's it's it's, it's but awesome. But I you, would go. I would do it all over again. Yeah. Just to relearn Absolutely. everything I learned. And also, you know? what about the people that stuck with you oh because you said no? Because you said I don't like that style. I'm doing it my way. Just like with some of the way they're doing exactly uh, education in in you know the regular public schools. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uproar mm-hmm. about what's been going on. And, mm-hmm. You know, kid, the te- there are still my kids. You know, teachers can't and. Do- so, I mean, it's good for you yeah, to stick and I think to your guns that on that. It works for some people. Yeah. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And you do that if it, you think it works for you. But it didn't match my vision. Right. And that's what I have to stay true to is the vision that I yeah. have. Right. So, I would say that would probably be, you know, one of the biggest hurdles that I had to, I had to be, feel comfortable in my own skin by mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. oh, it's just not what I believe and what I see for this place yeah. and keep searching for what I saw. But you yeah. said no with confidence. 
Yeah, it was hard. Ooh, yeah, it, it was is. real hard. Yeah, yeah it is. Very hard. But and you, you second guess yourself, yourself, oh, yeah. yourself a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know because I was perfect. I never made a mistake. <laughs> but I could un- I could feel. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> My nose is growing. Exactly. Call me Pinocchio. Uh, so what other kind of people? I mean, is it just you a part of this? Or, I mean, do you have other people that are, uh, that are uh, in part of the uh, makeup? Of the Oasis Foundation, is it just you, or do you have other people? Helping I have you? other people, okay. yeah, and I have someone, a really close colleague that I work with, and he was a, a started out to be a mentor of mine. He actually has a son with autism, and he taught me a lot of the things that I use now. Mm-hmm. Um, just introduced me to different approaches, yeah. And so I went out and started seeking training and getting yeah. certified in all these different approaches, and so. Um, we work, he has a separate business and we work together outside of Oasis with people with their homes and, um, things like that. But yeah, and I have staff that's great. Mm -hmm. That helps me work with the kids. Mm -hmm. And again, it's all about the vision, the long-term vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, let's touch on that even a little more. You brought it up. I I think that's a very interesting kind of thought process there. So first, I guess how, how you, you mentored, you had a, you mentioned you had a mentor. How Mm -hmm. important was mentorship and, and why was it important? In the early days, I didn't think I need that. Of course. No one does. <laughs> I'm like, I know everything. I was 15. <laughs> I was 15 when I realized I knew everything. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the only thing I do know is that I don't know much. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, now I... I'm going to jot that down, Derek. It's, it's so, <laughs> I think it's, it's so important to have a mentor. I mean, now, you know, I go out and seek mentorship yes. from other therapists, yes. asking them to help me. Asking them to watch my videos, working yeah. with these kids. Can you yeah. give me some advice of what yeah. I can do next time to help mm-hmm. them? Because it's all, it's not about me. It's, it's about, about, the, it's about kids. the kids. Right. It's about and the kids. And I want to be the best therapist and, that yep. I can possibly be. And it's good to have a third party point of view. Oh yeah, yep. absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's so important. So I'll do that as a, for my, the rest of my life. I'll have people. Well, and also, me. I mean, people that help others and especially that educate children. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very selfless yeah. and, and, and it's rewarding and how you see them interact in the real world. You know, there's a, a wise instructor who told me a teacher's work never knows how far it really goes. Yeah. You know, do you believe that's true? Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, that kind of rhymed too, bro. That's good. <laughs> and Dr. Seuss, a poet didn't even know. What was it? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> uh, also another thing I think that it, 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 it really caught my attention. I don't, I, I don't think, but it, the second you said it, I started to go through my filing cabinet in my brain. And you mentioned that once you, this mentor first kind of took you in and he's, he starts showing you things and helping you, yada, yada, that it made you go out and seek more like, more training, more education, more like that. That's, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I, and then as I thought about it, I was like, man, that's so true. Cause like, as, as I've worked with mentors and had mentors, like teach me things and stuff, it just made me more hungry. I was about to say, it's the, it's the hunger. Yeah. I want more mentors. It's the <laughs> hunger to be better at your craft yeah. for the, who, who you serve. Right. Exactly. It's kind of like gasoline on a fire. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it, it just accelerates it a little bit mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's not about me and the knowledge I have. It's about the growth that I see in the students that I yes. work with. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when I can be happy and celebrate a growth and their parents can help self- celebrate a growth, I mean, yeah. that is just, that's why I do what I do. I mean, it, it, it's not near as uh, impactful, but we see the same thing. It's like, you know, we're, we're marketers, right? So we do marketing for people, but it, it's hard for us sometimes to take on new clients because it's like what impact can we really make for them i don't Mm -hmm. want your money Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i want to help you 
And so when we do successfully help a client, it's like, oh, and they see their business grow and we know they see large value in it. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's very fulfilling. Oh yeah. And then you then, and then you see the results, how they are. And then they tell others, they want other people to work with you too. And it's like, that's rewarding about it. Yeah. That's rewarding. Yeah, it reminds me of a story. I have a student that I've been working with since I opened the school, and she actually used to live. She was in a residential facility for a mm-hmm. while because her behaviors were so extreme. She's very mm-hmm. aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it was a struggle to learn how to work with her at first. Absolutely. And finally, you know, we started these approaches with her and started, she was just one-on-one. I mean, yeah. just her and one teacher, and that was it. And we started acclimating her into the classroom. She's learned how to read. She, you know, she's so successful. And the other day, a student, uh, sometimes they get little tiffs at school, you know, and yeah. funny little things. Well, she likes to draw. And a student um, ripped her drawing in half. He has a crush on her. Oh, oh that was ripped, hey, that's, that, yeah. He, you got to break ripped, it down. Hey, look. He ripped her drawing. Her and <laughs> she, she, you could tell, she lost it. I mean, she was so upset. And she was yeah. crying. And she, she, she wanted to leave the school. She wanted to walk out the front door. And so, I, you know, I'm trying to calm her. Because it's all about me. It's about her being calm. Yeah. And me sharing my calm with her. Beautiful. In that moment. And so I let her feel what she wanted to feel. And, you know, I'm telling her that I love her and we're going to get through it. And uh, finally she said, I need to talk to him. And I was like, uh, in my mind, I was like, is she going to hit him? No. Or, okay. I got something to okay. say to Johnny. Let's see what happens. So she walked in there and she said, she just very, in her, in the best way she possibly could, she looked at him and she told him, I'm angry because you ripped my paper and that was, that drawing was for someone in my family. And then I I was, I mean, the community, her being able to communicate that was huge. Amazing. And then she looked at him and she said, but I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) So she speaks the truth at least. Gosh, but how much growth? Because in the past she would have, you know, hit him Yeah. or just ran away. So I mean, that's a, that's a prime example of how you, of how your teaching is actually affecting Mm-hmm. This on a large scale. I mean, imagine how many times she's going to go back to her house and a situation occurs oh, yeah. where she goes, I need to take a minute, but I don't like what you did as mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. It's real life, right? We all get upset. Yeah. Right. right. We all get hurt. Right. I don't even know if I've handled situations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, sometimes I don't articulate myself the best way. I just stare people down until right. they leave. You know I mean? He does. He does a little way. aggressive as well. All yeah. right. So I feel for the girl. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, how many, um, how many, how many students just on like a, or, 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 uh, yeah, students, children, are you working with on like a just regular basis? Do you think? Um, on a regular basis in the school, we have 10 kids oh, yeah. and then I work with private clients outside yeah. of school that mm-hmm. come in. Um, I would say probably out of all the families I work with, probably about 20 families. I would love to be able to reach more. But I think you kind of spoke on that a little bit earlier, but you had said earlier, it's a, it's a little, it's a little smaller, but I think there's benefits of that too. It's more intimate. You can be, you can spend more time with, Mm -hmm. with the children. So there's pros and cons to everything. Sure. And what I'm interested in and what I have started to do is training other professionals on how to use the approaches because that's how I can reach more families. Not necessarily through my hands, right. And through myself, but by training other professionals, how they can use the approaches. So that's what I've started to do recently. Mm -hmm. And that, 
that to me is going to be huge to be able to go out and share do, with do other they give people. You, do they give you good feedback from that? Are they like, hey, this worked and that worked? And Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm able to do it internationally, which is really cool, Beautiful. you know, to be able to help. I just did a training last weekend in Nigeria. Wow. Via Zoom? Via Zoom. It's 2022. Yeah. <laughs> in Nigeria. Louis. And which is cool about that because in other countries, they don't have the training. They don't have um, the experience Absolutely. that we have here. Yeah. Did y'all, uh, now I know at schools sometimes uh, field trips happen. Did y'all ever go over anywhere? Like, do y'all go on field trips at all? Do yeah, we go on field trips. We just, just the other day, we went to the animal shelter. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We, we take kids locally to teach them how they can use their strategies in the community. Didn't you also tell me that y'all took a trip out to, uh, didn't y'all go out to Africa as we well? We did. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, we so how was that? Yeah, we didn't take any students with us. Oh, okay. This okay. was more about a mission trip, like going out and training parents, teachers, therapists, how to use approaches. But it was a life-changing. It was a phenomenal. Uh, we were able to help a school that had, I think they had 200 kids that had special needs. But oh, the funny thing about it is that only one kid in the whole school had actually had a diagnosis. They wow. just... Knew they, they were special. Just, they just placed them in there? And they just put them in the school. Okay. They don't necessarily have a diagnosis over there. And so when I got there, you know, my experience, I mean, I can work with all kinds of kids that have differences, right? But we were mm -hmm. specifically going over there to start a, an autism program. And they just start bringing me all these kids. Like, this kid has autism. And I'm like, that kid Just has touch them, teach them, tell yeah. them, tell, like, do this your kid, thing. They're like, I was like, I'm pretty sure this child has Down syndrome. Like, they're, you know, <laughs> and they're like, this kid has autism. And there's all these things. And um, this kid's fine, just personality right? disorder. And I'm like, yeah. this kid's deaf. You know, I mean, like, legit, <laughs> wow. they brought a kid that was deaf. And I'm like, wow. he's deaf. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, we need to teach him how to do sign. But anyways, uh, they just don't have the resources. Yeah. And they're just seeking any knowledge and any yeah. kind of help. But we were able to just start some programs and use specific little strategies and approaches to be able to work with them in mm -hmm. small settings over there. And, you know, that was two years ago. We went in 2019. And I'm not even kidding you. About two months ago, one of the teachers from that school wrote me an email out of nowhere. Because I had partnered with an organization over there called HopeWorks Ghana. Mm -hmm. And they connected us with this school. Yeah. And so I still stay in connection with that organization because we provide training to them. And the teacher emailed me just letting me know, like, hey, what you've done really impacted us. And we're really making a lot of progress with how the kids. How rewarding is that? Oh, my gosh. I was bawling, yeah. you know, just like how nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was great. But it was a really great experience. I mean, Ghana is such a beautiful country. The mm -hmm. people there are so beautiful and so kind. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, their culture is way different, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. it's a way different uh, culture, but just being able to help them all mm -hmm. the, yeah. the kids, they are the same as I they sure, are here. I'm sure you learned a lot too. It, oh, totally yeah. different culture, new environment, having a whole new set of challenges to overcome as well. I remember when we pulled up to the school, we had rented, we had a van that hope works gone. People were so kind and they, they got us a van and you know, we, we pull up to this school and all the kids start running towards the oh, van wow. and I get out of the van and I see this little boy that they, they had strapped him in pretty much. It was like a wheel, a wooden wheelchair with no wheels. Yeah. Wow. Um, not because he couldn't walk, you know, it was because they couldn't manage him. And they had put him in there. And I remember I just started to cry. Like I was like literally bent down to talk to him. And I just started crying like, like this, this is poor how they're child. Handling this. And it's not because they don't have good hearts. Right. They just, right. they needed someone like you There's over so there. many of the kids. Right. Not they enough people. Manage they couldn't manage them. I want to take this kind of full circle. I was actually having a conversation with the other person this day, the other day is, uh, 
you you kind of mentioned you know um you don't you don't like the uh communication skills is what you're working on with them and you don't even necessarily really need to talk to communicate with someone right and so it, 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 I was literally having this conversation with someone the other day and I was telling them how like, I think, you know, a big part of ignorance in human society is like not having traveled. Mm-hmm. So I think I can see how beneficial taking those trips and stuff were good for you. Because as you engulf yourself in other cultures and other uh, experiences, it just opens your eyes. You see people are all the same. We all, right. we all have struggles, we all have issues. Um, and so it kind of, they were telling me they don't like to travel because they don't want to go somewhere where they don't speak the same language. That was the first thing I told them. I was like, you don't have to speak to communicate to people. You know, you know I, what I, mean? I, I, I just to add on top of that, I mean, uh, I feel like traveling and understanding where other people have grown up and their, uh, just their lifestyle compared to ours, I feel like, honestly, that can help end even racism. Because right. if, you, oh, yeah. if you understand where other people come from and how they grew up, you're like, okay, I understand mm-hmm. where you come from right. and your way of growing up. And it's, it's le- people being sh- very sheltered and living in a bubble and not having the chance. And it's, it's not even, I don't, when I say ignorance, I don't even mean it like with a negative connotation. I just meant like, like it's like lack of knowledge about this stuff like we even said like in the beginning like uh people are afraid of things they don't understand you know what i mean so it's it it, it goes back to that to, to racism and, and just people closed-minded mm-hmm. people are afraid of things they don't understand it's so true i remember being in africa they were so the people there they wanted to talk to you they wanted yeah. to know what you were there about and why were you there and um tell me a little bit about where you live like they wanted to know all those things For sure. if somebody comes here from a different country you don't really see people like hey i know you're not from this country let me talk to you why are you here yeah. i mean there's just the kindness right. and i remember we went to a church service to talk to a church about autism and um uh the pastor stood up and he said, well, I'm not sure if you guys have noticed, but there's some white people in the room. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like, thank you for coming. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're so kind and just so well, joyous. See, and, the, and that's okay. That's how they yeah. know and live. They're like, hey, we have white people here. Yeah. Give it up for the white people. But I wasn't, I wasn't, in, I wasn't hurt by that. Not, exactly. you know? I was like, they, they want to know why yeah. I'm here. Right. You know? I tell people this story. My mom and dad, my mom and father lived in uh, Abu Dhabi for a while. And I would go over there and visit. It's the United Arab Emirates. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, Arabic, you know, Middle East. Um, and people, when I it went back, the first time I went back in like 2015, 2000, no, 2012, 2013, when I came back, everyone was like, oh, was that dangerous? Oh, my gosh. Were you, were you safe there? And like, wow, how was it? Was it like very strict? I was like, man, the... I'll put it to you like this. He was like, how do they treat you? I'll put it to you like this. Um, every, everybody kind of looks at you weird for a split second, and what you do is you smile at them, and then it's, oh, they come, they want to talk to you, they want to get to know you, they want to understand you. And it's like, it's, it's crazy. You can disarm people with, uh, like, a smile. You know what I mean? And that, I didn't say a word. You know what I mean? I just... You, it, you, you're it's a nonverbal communication that that, that speaks so loud. Yeah, you know? and that's how it is with kids who are different. You yeah. know, them, they might not be able to communicate in words what they're feeling, yeah. but if you just take the time to 
you know, be close to them yep. and come into their world yep. and feel, let them feel safe. Mm-hmm. You can experience so much joy I and bet. connection. I now I want to, I want to ask whenever you were uh, over there, I think this might be time for a good uh, celebrity appearance. Okay. Did you have any sort of chief of security I did. or anything like that? Was there anyone helping <laughs> around that maybe the H town happy hour might've uh, no or anything like I that? I did. Yeah. I did. I had, uh, how about that? My- oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Pat Lane, Pat Lane, the man. The myth, the legend. How you doing? Chief of security. Chief, Chief of security. security. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, hey, my Pat dad. Lane, come on, man. Pat Lane. Let's go. I don't know if y'all remember, but uh, before the stories are lost, we uh, interviewed Pat before. Man, that that video has like almost twenty thousand views on YouTube. Hot damn, I think it was a home run if I ever seen one. <laughs> so Grand how, Slam. How, Pat. how are you related to Pat? So Pat's my dad. Oh, okay. he's my dad, and he went. With us to Africa, as and been, as he been was a like, support? "Oh yeah, he's such a big support." Well, I mean, he understands his sister's daughter has autism, yeah. so he got to experience that. And he understands, but I remember when I told him I was going to Africa, he was like, "Uh, is your <laughs> husband going with you?" I'm like, "No, he's not going." And he's like, "Uh, yeah, what?" He's like, "Well, I gotta come make you feel safe, make you girls safe, y'all, because I went with women, you know, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, y'all have to be safe and." The, the, the first day we got there and they were so kind, he was like, uh, you know, he's over there doing his own thing and we're all here doing our thing. He's like, Telling Whatever. stories to all the uh, elders in the, right? in the area. I, I, yeah. I, I, I the think book he, was this he, big. He, he even mentioned at one point, he was like, he went over there, you know, head of security thinking and then within the first day he realized how nice the people were so and just, he was like, oh, we're good. So kind. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. But that's my daddy and uh, he always supports me and you know, he has a room, he has an office inside our school. Oh, uh, awesome. And um, I have this one student that he really doesn't communicate very much but he loves my dad and he'll when the when if we're like in the room where a window is and he sees him pulls up he starts saying dada 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 and um you know he'll he'll want to see him and talk to him and stuff you know and it's it's really all he can say is dada do you mind sharing your dad like that (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah i love it it's not that you know i mean like it's it's i love to see my dad as that type of man you know what i mean growing up he was kind of hard and you know (laughs) Really, you know what I mean, and he's really softened up a lot in his age. So yeah, I think also uh, in 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 his book, there's a there's a a a part about it wherever you can help donate to uh, your school. Yeah, and it talks a little bit about the story about my cousin and um, you know why I do what I do. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. But my dad and I have a vision mm-hmm. where we want to go with Oasis and what we want to do. And that's why my dad is so big on promoting Oasis and telling people that, mm-hmm. what, what, you know, he writes the book to raise money to yeah. help us. Because what we want to do one day, it's really my long-term vision and what we see is we want to be able to have a community where adults can live and work that have differences, uh, but just live out a purposeful life yeah. when they outgrow their caregivers. Yeah. And um, what we always think about my, just my cousin, like what will happen to her? Mm-hmm. And um, so that is what we want to do. We want to open up a true oasis where yeah, they wow. can live and have businesses, you know, on site that, yeah. that hire them and they can mm-hmm. work and, like I said, just live out a purposeful life. You know, there was a, there's a professional athlete. I forget who it is, but he just opened an ice cream shop, mm. and the only, he has like 20 employees. The only employees he has oh, are, I heard about all this. have autism. In Houston, right? I think it is. Yeah. All his employees. That's bad. He only hires awesome. people that have autism. Ice cream awesome. shop. Genius. Like, I mean, not even genius, but like 
incredible. Like, like, like just wow. Like, cause that presents its own set of challenges. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that to me, he was willing to accept that to give back and help and kind of like what you see with Oasis. Wait, how, 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 how are some of these people with differences? How are they going to, uh, when they, when they outlive their caregiver, how are they going to continue to maintain, maintain? And you know, he's got older and younger, uh, people. And so not only are the younger people learning valuable life skills of, of, of how to work and job, but they're also in an environment where, it's it's okay. Sure. And, you know, the CDC just changed their, their statistic, and it's one in every 44 children have autism. So wow. if you think about long-term, like, what's that going to do to our society? Right. right. What's that going to do to Social and Security? Th and the thing about it is, is it's not going to go away for no. them. The only thing that The numbers are going to continue. It's going to continue to grow. The only thing that you can do and what you are doing is helping them be able to manage it yeah. through their life and give them ways to, this is one way to help. I mean, because obviously it's not... They can still learn and understand. Oh, they can still be very successful. And they're probably almost more uh, alert and aware at mm -hmm. certain things. Like they feel. Speaking more, of yeah. that, there's a question I've been wanting to ask you is we talked a little bit about, you know, the difficulties and, and, and not even I hate to use this word, but it's only so I can ask the question. Like we talked a little bit about the, the maybe uh, differences and stuff or or. What what are some of the strengths in these people you've worked with? What are some of the amazing things good you've question. seen in these kids? Tell us the good side. Yeah, there there really is so many good things. Um, I think the love, honestly, yeah. is the best thing that I've seen. You know, you just just the connection and just the love that they can share with each other mm -hmm. and with you. That really is what fills my heart so much. Mm -hmm. But they do have strengths. Yeah. Um, you know, I have this one student and he, he literally can, he knows every song. Like Gosh. you start making any beat and he's like, well, he'll just sing the song, you know? <laughs> wow. And if you make up a song, cause that's how I do it in my therapy. I'm always like, I make up a song and I start singing whatever. And, and he'll just start singing all the words. And then the next day he's like, start singing that song again that <laughs> wow. I made up, you know? Beautiful. So I his mind, you know, he is, it. yeah, the auditory is yeah. a strength for him. Wow. And and he can he can do that. So they have strengths. And you yeah. know, you see like some movies where they have like they're super good at math yeah, and things right. like that. And I think they're all different. All yeah. kids are all different. I was gonna say maybe Absolutely. it's more hyper focused on one set of strength. Instead mm -hmm. of having a diverse like, oh, I can communicate well, I can problem solve well, it's maybe like, no, this person is really good at insert yeah. whatever they I have an artist that's like super great at drawing and, and it's always the same. hyper focused on it oh yeah. yeah when it's time to put it away we really have to <laughs> preview we have to know the break is over and we have to move on and it's just <laughs> that's something probably we, a struggle you know yeah. <laughs> we're done playing we're done enjoying <laughs> we're done with our drawing but, but that's um, what any gets <laughs> it really is <laughs> any kids it really is experience that you're absolutely Nap right time's over no 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 I'm still in that <laughs> yeah it really is yeah. yeah I think it comes with the relationship yeah. and if they feel safe and confident and they know that okay, I'm going to be able to have my break time again, then it's easier to transition them. You know, if it's more just about compliance and well, we have to do what I say right now, it's a little bit harder. I've never liked, hey, you have to do do this. And it's like, why? Because I say so. Yeah. Well, uh, I think you just got a problem with authority, though. Well, there's nothing wrong with civil <laughs> disobedience, okay? I feel like there's nothing wrong and it's actually hey, necessary. You know, protesting civil... is in our <laughs> command or in amendments or some constitution, constitution or something like that. Well, uh, it's better than uh, obedience to authority that sounds a lot worse than disobedience and uh, you know 
the rule makers are cool and everything, but a little a little rule uh, you know, ah, rules are meant to be broken. Come on, now you got to know the rules <laughs> to break the rules. Yeah. So hey, so uh, so you were talking about what the ultimate goal is is to have a, a functional community. society and community where everyone can work together. But what sort of plans do you have in the immediate future? Like say maybe a year from now, two years. What sort of things are you building up to for right now? Uh, right now, we're working a lot on um, just being able to take what we use at Oasis out. That's really yeah, one of our main mm-hmm, yeah. our main focus right now is we're in the process of developing some curriculums. Yeah, we've been working on some for a while, yeah. but it just takes time to get the evidence and to get the research and all that. So we've been really working a lot on that. But that really is the, a real short-term goal that we have to be able to take what we use a lot of the stuff that we use at oasis is in-house things that we have taken from other curriculums and created into our own right and so i love the creativity around that yeah it's not plagiarism it's just taking the good stuff you can find yes and leaving out the bad we have to figure out what works for our kids because some of our kids are severely impacted yeah and a traditional Curriculum isn't going to work for them. Absolutely. And so we, you know, trial and error. Let's try this this week. And okay, let's try this next week. And write down this worked. And, you know, so we're working on that. And that's really what we want to get out in the next year to two years is okay. put out what we have developed yeah. to be able to help more kids and more parents. Because what we develop can go into homeschool. Homeschool parents can use. Mm-hmm. So you were saying that you you did something over in Ghana. And then also, did I say, did you say Nigeria? Nigeria. Also? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is that kind of, is that the main focus where you're trying to spread it right now is over in like the Africa area? Really anywhere, honestly. Yeah. It's just where I have connections right now. Oh, I'm yeah. really trying to, I will go anywhere. We, yeah. I have um, a family that I work with in South Texas that, yeah. that I help in their, in the home and yeah. we provide the, the curriculum that we're using. Mm-hmm. We do that with him there. Um, but Isn't that so powerful where we've came in society today that you have the ability to be international mm-hmm. from one area? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. But I would love to be able to go to other countries mm-hmm. and other states yeah. and, and share the knowledge that I have mm-hmm. with other people. Create an oasis everywhere. Exactly. I mean, just to talk about that, it's crazy where we come. I mean, I remember watching Pokemon as a youngster and them doing like, they had like this video chat and it was like, oh, that's futuristic. And oh, it's like, wow. now, now, it's we, now we can, it's like, oh, we have to get on a Zoom call now. Oh, good. Right. Uh, uh. It's like, no, we're in the future. <laughs> You know, and it's like you can reach anyone with that. Joe laughed. Joe loves Zoom calls. <laughs> Joe, shout out to our IT shout guy, out to Joe, Joe. Big Jada. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Let's go, Jay. <laughs> Joe. Sorry, we have to shout him out every That's episode. Okay. Yeah, we do. We Just because we love him. So, right. so let me ask you this. Um, do you have any sort of like golden nuggets? Like say, for instance, that there was somebody mm. else who was wanting to help out um, the youth, children or anything like that, or maybe a family member. What sort of golden nuggets could you maybe pass along to anyone like? Um, I would say to always be patient and be okay with making mistakes and trying, trying different approaches, never giving up. Right. To, because working with these kids is challenging. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I mean, I get hit. I get bit. Mm. You know, mm. I've been put in headlocks before. Wow. You know, I mean, you, I can get hurt. And I have to maintain my own calm. And your composure. And my, Yes, because I have to share calmness in that moment. Do they start to feel it ever? Do they realize, like, oh, I'm, I shouldn't be doing this to you? 
Like and you said, whenever you get bit or thing like maybe not in the moment. Yeah. In the yeah, moment, it's a later. high stress. They're very yeah. stressed for some reason, and they're taking it out on me because yeah. they're stressed. Yeah. But afterwards, I'm so sorry, Miss Ashley. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know. Um, well, reflection is very important as well. And, oh yeah. And and you know, I still to this day make mistakes in the moment mm-hmm. and and do things I I regret. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's actually you know he. I learned a lot from him in a sense, like about how important reflection is, yeah. like, and to think about everything you go through and think about your reactions, whether it's positive or negative, mm-hmm. you reflect on things that way you kind of it's reiterating it in your brain. Yes. If I have a very successful situation nowadays or a very, very warm interaction, of course I want to reflect on that. Why was that reflection so warm? Why, or I mean, why was that situation so warm? Why was that interaction so successful? And, and so it's not just even in our negative moments, but it's also in our positive. Yeah. And the kids feel that too. And yeah. they, so I know for well, me, it's about the relationship because if I, let's say a child does hit me mm-hmm. and that's the last thing they do before they leave that day is hit mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. They know that when they they show up the next day, the first thing I'm going to do is hug them and tell them I love them and Gosh, I'm happy they're here. That's powerful. You know what? And they remember that. I, honestly, this is something that I've kind of learned also. Sometimes, whoa, the chair just dropped on me. Uh, my calves, they're, they're gigantic, so it, it kind of hit the thing. But uh, sometimes, you know, kids can take out their biggest aggressions on the one that love them, loves right. them the most. Right. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, what I've come to find out is it's almost a test in their time of struggle of are you going to stick with me whenever it's the worst yeah. are you because I'm pissed yeah. and, it, and, and and for you to be able to stay there remain calm in that love that that love is what they need to feel back just because to, they got that too just and to that's piggyback awesome. on that too it's like I don't I, as you say that like that I, that applies to people in general mm-hmm. we we tend to take our anger out on not on the people we're most comfortable with because we're comfortable with them. You know, like, had a bad day at work, go home to the wife and take it out on her. And then kick your dog who just <laughs> wants to love jail, you. Bro. I don't mean, like, in a physical way. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. But, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, sure. it's, it, as you said that, it was just, like, very interesting to me because we do. We tend, just as human beings, we tend to, you know, take take our stress out or, or take our emotion out on people, people that we, we love. And that people we, that are comfortable we fe- with. And, and that we feel won't ever turn their back right yes and that's when you have to use a relationship to regulate the other person because you can do that with husband and wife you can do it with kids that have differences Mm -hmm. you know just sharing the calmness and telling them that we're going to work through it together Mm -hmm. and we're going to feel better you know that is all about that's regulation and helping them regulate themselves and they need that to be able to do academics and to be able to do social experiences i uh i applaud you because that calmness is not easy to maintain in, in just life in general. It's very, like, I I have a buddy who he's, like, he he doesn't, he, he I've never almost seen him, like, react to things, like, in a, in a negative way. Like, he'll laugh, and he's, he shows emotion and stuff, but he's, he's just always just kind of cool, calm, and collective. And, like, the second I kind of saw that in his character, I was, like, gravitated towards it. I was, like, fuck, how can I have that level of calmness? Like, I'm peaceful, and I'm happy but his ability to just remain calm is like it's it's so impressive. So I applaud I you. I have to practice. I'm yeah, not where I want to be. For sure. I've have got sure. I've gone through a lot for of sure. training, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to, to yeah. get where I am right now. But and I definitely want to get better. But and it's hard it is. because when somebody else is stressed, I feel that stress right. too. It's energy. Well, see, and so so that right there, it's the same thing. It applies in both ways. You being able to maintain your calm. Mm-hmm. The fact that you said share your calm. 
it's like I've talked on that before. Like whenever you're handling problems for other people, yes, you know, even like if if you're just doing business with someone and they start freaking out, mm-hmm. hey, look, it's not the end of the world right now. It's still going through. No, right. but you said I'm, it was I'm this. Probably, this. I'm sure you experienced that a lot in the in the like real estate. Oh, bro, a hundred percent. It's it's. I uh, just tell them, please fasten your seatbelt because this is an emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah. Trust me, there's gonna be ups and downs, but at the end, you're gonna be happy. Mm-hmm. And that's what maintaining that calmness does. It's it. It's less of this and more of this. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that calm is right in the middle right. of the. Well, but like I said, that's why we want to kind of do this with the ups and downs and not Excellent problem-solving manager right here. Problem-solving manager right here. I tell you, too. Damage control is this man. My my, my boy that I was talking about, too, like, it's to the extent, like, this is, it's impressive to me because it's to the extent his, his girlfriend one time told me, she was like, one of my biggest pet peeves about, about Teo is, is he won't ever fight with me. He won't ever, he won't fight with me. We never get in a fight. And sometimes I just want to, and he just, and I was like, damn, that's good. If your biggest problem with him is that he won't, he's good. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, how do people get a hold of you if they wanted to reach out to you or if they had, uh, if they wanted to. Use your Help curriculum or learn, or learn be a from part me or of this. Donate anything, yeah. Yeah, uh, we what, have. How do they get? Reach we have out a website, childrensoasisfoundation.org, and that childrensoasisfoundation.org. Cool. Um, it gives a little bit more information about the approaches that we use and the type of therapy that we use. But we're also on social media, mm-hmm. and um, you can see our school at Oasis Academy for Autism mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook. But if you go to Children's Oasis Foundation on Instagram and Facebook, that you can get a lot of tips. We post cool. tips on there yeah. um, and just advice and, yeah. and things that other professionals and parents can use. And I mean, awesome. it's not it's not just for anyone that has special needs. I mean, like these pro- these kind of tips are probably you can just use for it the with average, your toddler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even just the average person. Like, hey, look, if you're feeling upset, take a breath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shoot, that's what, a lot of the stuff we've talked about. I've been sitting here thinking, like, yo, yeah. this is actual, just real I've, life. These kids are just just normal people. Exactly. They really are. They really are. Everyone has differences. We for all sure. have differences. For sure. So, um, yeah, you can use it. You can use the strategies with anybody. Mm-hmm. I use it with my own husband and my kids. All yeah. the time. <laughs> See, it? See, it all comes full circle, you're right? You're like, look, I know you're mad, but the spaghetti's fine. No, it's right. not. No, it's not. <laughs> look, it's fine. It's edible. Trust me. The meatballs aren't cooked. That's hilarious. <laughs> hey, Ashley, we love that you this came on the show. Thank you. Thank this. you for this having me. This is such a good yeah, episode. This is you. wonderful. This is awesome. You thank us. Thank you for what you do. Like, this... The, Wow, you make you're making an impact, and and you're not only helping these kids, but you're helping families and people, and, and a lot of people uh, ha, uh, uh, have a lot of uh, self-serving goals. And don't get it wrong, I know there's a little self-serving ears <laughs> to helping people. Yeah, that is that that feeling in the heart that's mm-hmm. fulfilling. But mm-hmm. I applaud you for what you're doing. Thank you know, you. And, and and also like I said, I have one story. You know, before uh, before we're lost. No, cut, cut, stop. No, but I was going to say, uh, like I said, the teacher's work never knows how far it really goes. Mm-hmm. I remember I was sitting in fourth grade uh, reading class, okay? And I had Miss Prezipora teaching us about the predicate and the subject and all this different stuff about the sentence. And I'm like, and I hated it, hated it, hated it. I'm back in college right now taking uh, philosophy, and they're talking about logic, and they're talking about the predicate and the subjects behind <laughs> things. And I was like, 
Miss Presapora was teaching us logic yes. and philosophy. Should have paid attention. Should have paid attention. <laughs> that was fourth grade me. Now I'm 30. That's 20 years later. And I'm like, oh, my God. She was doing good work. So I, I can say hopefully your work goes the same way with your students. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. cool. All right, guys. Thank H-Town you. H-Town Happy Hour, we're out. Stay tuned for next week's episode.